1: Hey, friendships! Welcome to What Day Is It? aka your digital version of Happy Hour. I'm Bailey and I'm Jackie and we're here to bring you that perfect balance of
0: juicy pop culture gossip mixed with valuable AF conversations to level up your
1: life. Think of us as your digital BFFs bringing you 100% realness.
0: Yeah none of that BS so get ready to laugh, learn, relate, and celebrate not having
1: it all together. P.S. it's not drinking alone if you're listening to What Day Is It?
2: Let's look at Ramona's track record on The Ultimate Girl. She didn't exactly make a lot of friends on that trip. So I understand why women that don't know her would be skeptical. um, It's just like so atrocious. Like you can't even believe that somebody would be that, you know, negligent. And, um, you know, uh, I know Ramona, so I know that she can be that negligent. (laughs)
0: Friendships today is a monumental moment in what day is it history. I just we need to all take a moment and celebrate because today is the day where we have our first housewife on what day is it? I don't even know how to feel right
1: now. Jackie, how are you doing over there? Well, let's just take let's just take a glance back at when we started the podcast. It was a dream to have a real housewife be a guest. And that day has finally come, and it honestly doesn't feel real. I also just want to say it's a good housewife. It's not like someone who was on five seasons ago.
0: It is a current, relevant, fan-favorite housewife. So, and she's an OG. We're talking about the one and only Countess
1: Luanne, Luanne de Lesseps, just an icon. You guys, I didn't tell a soul well I actually told the friends I was with on my trip but I didn't want to tell anyone about her coming on the Jinx podcast because I was truly scared that it wasn't going to happen because that tends to happen to us so now that it's happened like I'm just so excited to just scream it from the rooftops and it was such a good conversation before we dive into that we want to share a little bit of information about Countess's show Countess's sounds so nice her show in Vancouver this week so Bailey give them the info
0: yeah friendships luann is doing her countess cabaret tour i know that she has upcoming stops in seattle and i think somewhere in california but vancouver's la but vancouver is first our home she is coming to the vogue theater so we know that we have a lot of friendships who are local to us and the show is actually tomorrow, Thursday, June 9th. The show's at 8 p.m. at the Vogue Theater. So if you want to go and if you want to experience firsthand the cabaret, the feeling Giovanni, the money can't buy a clash. She also tells us that there's a new song in this episode, which you'll hear in the show. So go to CountessLuan.com and click on cabaret to get the tickets. And you can see all the tour dates if you're not in Vancouver and want to go to one of the other shows. And Friendships. I'm going to recommend that you level it up and you get the VIP option where you can actually meet Luann and take a photo with her. This was so popular in Toronto. I don't know why you wouldn't want to do this if you're going like get the full experience. We also just fell in love with her even more podcasting. Her energy is amazing. So go and just treat yourself. Have a fun night of cabaret. I know that she's going to have her foze there. Live your best
1: cabaret housewife lifestyle. All right, let's do a quick intro because I'm back. I've been missing, my life has been in shambles, you guys. I'm not gonna sit here and rant about what happened because I feel like that's just complaining, but long story short, I'll just quickly tell you guys, I lost my Instagram, it was disabled for over a week. My car broke down and I actually just found out prior to this call that my car is toast, like I'm in the market for a new car. And if we all know, I bought that car off my mom, uh, I guess like almost a year ago now. And what else has happened to me? Hmm. There's actually been a lot, but you also
0: got upgraded last night on your flight to first class. So, I mean, at least there was that.
1: Yeah. You know, not mad about that. I feel like that's the least the universe could give me right now in this state. Um, I've been having a rough go. I just don't know what else I could lose at this point. No, I'm just kidding. I'm fine. I honestly, I'm the type of person that have, that usually has a really good outlook on bad things happening to them and I can laugh it off, but I have cried a couple times in the last few weeks over things that have been happening to me. I think I'm just extra sensitive right now.
0: Well, I mean, you have had a lot of very overwhelming things on top of very overwhelming things. I mean, at least the weight of the Instagram is off your shoulders now And not that that doesn't minimize the stress that you went through, but at least it had a happy ending. It took forever, but we got it back and the car situation sucks balls, but maybe you're going to get a hot new whip. I don't know. Do people still call those whips?
1: Yeah. They do, Yeah, I mean, I'm trying to look at the bright side of things. Like, I am okay, and, you know, with the Instagram thing, I kept trying to tell myself, like, it's not my identity. I'll be okay. Like, I could build this back. If it really, like, didn't ever come back, it's okay. I'll be fine. But it just got a bit overwhelming. And then the car on top of it, and then I was going on a trip. If you guys didn't see on my stories, I was in L.A. and Disney this past couple five days. And so just, like, the money piling on top, I just kept looking at it build and I was like "Uh oh am I okay not really but I'm still gonna go on this trip and live my best life and have a really good time so
0: at that point you can't do anything you're already like committed to the trip you didn't plan for all this to happen and so I agree like in those moments ignorance kind of is bliss because you can't it's not like you're already know you have car issues and you're like I'm gonna go place an order and buy all this stuff it's Like, you've already spent the money, so enjoy that moment, be there, be present, and then deal with the shit when you get back. So I'm glad you had fun, but I am really sorry about your car. That sucks.
1: Yeah, it's okay. Thank you. But do you want to hear a funny story?
0: Of course, always.
1: Okay, so one funny story from my recent L.A. trip was we were at Isabel. This is one of my favorite restaurants in L.A., specifically because of this one type of butter if you are a long time which i got a photo of at like 11 p.m at night just a butter (laughs) if you are a long time podcast listener then you know i've talked about this butter before and it was everything and more that i remembered it to be anyways this group of guys bought me and my girlfriends i was there with three other girlfriends some shots they sent them over from their table super nice we did them they send another round cool did them Then they come over and they order us an entire round. And then it's another round of shots. Another round of shots. They're sitting with us. We're hanging out. We're vibing. Having a good time. I'm going to clip this back to you like three podcast episodes ago. I don't do shots. Yeah. Yeah. I'm a liar. Pathological liar over here. (laughs) I did so many shots this weekend. I am still feeling it today. But They end up telling us that they're going to the same place we're going after. It's called Hyde. It's the club in LA. We're like, cool. We'll see you there. They leave. We get our bill. All of the shots that they ordered, including the shots that they ordered for another girl table. On our bill. On our bill. And oh my God. I was just kind of like, I think I kind of was just like, well, that fucking sucks. I guess we're paying for that. Like... I, it's not the server's fault. Like, I don't... I feel bad, like, making her take them off.
2: What but then I was like, dick. also, she
1: should have kind of... She should have kind of known, like, we weren't the ones actually ordering them. And half of them came from when they had previously well, ordered them as, Yeah, the especially
0: the ones... Like, I could kind of maybe understand the ones at your table. Still, no. But the ones being sent over, like, you think a server would catch that.
1: I know. And it was super awkward because we were going to the same place after. <laughs>
0: oh no i would be glad
1: i knew where they were going i would be thrilled i didn't want to say anything because it's just like we were gonna be there anyways we ended up the server was so nice about it and she took it off and the nice thing with the states is that they have credit cards when you you, you know how they take your card so they could easily charge them again but isn't that the funniest story ever we got fully bamboozled
0: wow wow
1: wow is right hey i'm glad you didn't end up paying
0: for them though that is. Yeah. And
1: like, they wild. weren't cheap shots either. They weren't cheap shots of tequila. I'll tell you that right I now. I wonder how often those guys do that. That's what we were saying. Is it their, is it their like strategy? Like I mean, yeah. It's freaking smart. Also, another funny story these guys were staying at the same hotel as us, the same floor. So, like, even if they were trying to scam us, even if we did have to end up paying them, like, we were going to find them and make them pay for it. <laughs> wow. Isn't that hilarious? What a. Bamboozle plot twist. I know. Been bamboozled again in LA. We've already been bamboozled. It's the second time me getting bamboozled.
0: All right. Anyways, we should probably get into the episode with Luann. We are talking pop culture with her and then we kind of took a little plot twist at the end and talked her dating life, which was very interesting, very fun. And yeah, friendships. Enjoy the episode with Luann. Go to her show. Again, if you want to buy the tickets, it's CountessLuanne.com. It is tomorrow night in Vancouver, June 9th.
1: Enjoy getting to know Luan. Enjoy this big moment for us on the podcast. I hope you enjoy this episode, Friendships.
0: Okay, we're just going to get right into it. So we're going to start with an icebreaker, Luann. What is a city that you think needs a Housewives franchise? <laughs>
2: Um let's see. Uh what about the real house of uh Vancouver?
1: Okay.
0: <laughs> oh, fun fact, there was one. It was not on Bravo and it was Oh.
1: What was it, it was one season. Slice. Have you heard of Slice? I think it's a oh, Canadian yeah. network. Yeah. Yeah. Sure. It's not in the US. It was actually really good. I I enjoyed it, and I wish it was still going. But I've heard some mixed opinions from fellow Vancouverites about if it was good or not.
2: And what was the uh, what was the overall result?
0: Bailey, well, it got canceled. So I think that says it all. It canceled. <laughs> Bailey,
1: did you like it?
0: Uh no, because it wasn't Bravo caliber to me. Like, there definitely was just way more room for better production and, like, just better storytelling. But I do – I don't think it was terrible, as some people sa- say it is. So, mm-hmm. I don't know. But I feel like if Bravo did Vancouver one, it could be done so Right,
2: there it. you go. Well, we're going to have to call Andy Cohen and get a housewise. <laughs> yes. <laughs> All right. Luann, are you a Vancouver fan? I've never been, been to like Vancouver, so I'm so- – Excited to be playing Vancouver for the very first time with my show. I feel like when you see my cabaret on the Housewives, you don't get uh, anywhere near what my show is because you know we have to pay for music rights and all of that on Bravo. So they don't need music. And so you get really just a a smidgen of what my cabaret show is. And um, so I'm always excited to play a venue where I've never been, like Vancouver. And really bring it because, you know, my show is great. I work really hard at it. Um, I have a new director, Richard J. Alexander, who directs Kristen Chenoweth, who's the queen of Broadway. Uh, you know, he's directed um, Bette Midler. He's got Barbara Streisand. So I'm in, you know, really good company with um, people that are iconic in the business. And um, and so I bring a full-on party. It's like you are in my living room. Uh, visit and, um, and I walk you through, you know, 90 minutes of good time.
0: I love this. Okay. Wait, let's, before we dive into pop culture, let's talk about the show then. Cause it is coming to Vancouver on June 9th, which is a Thursday night. And where in Vancouver are you playing? Do you know? Or um, I, I think it's the,
2: yeah, it's the Vogue theater. Okay, we'll
0: link all the tickets, friendship, so that you can go and see Luann. I know there's like VIP meet and greets, which would be so fun. But okay, tell everyone what they kind of can expect from the songs. I mean, I'm assuming that your iconic songs are going to be in there.
2: <laughs> well, you know, I do. Um, I do some of my songs. I'm doing a new, my new song "F Bombs" on the G Four with the OGs, which is, <laughs> that comes. I'm inspired by all the that I do on the on the show. And um, so I wrote this song when I came back from the Ultimate Girls trip because I was so inspired by it. And so you get to see that in my new show. Um, I sing songs that I love um, and I kind of turn them on their heads and make them my own. Um, So besides um, hearing some classic um, Broadway songs that I, again, uh, make my own, you know, you'll hear some pop culture songs. I'm doing um, Cold Heart. Uh, from Dua Lipa, and, love. Uh, Elton John, and uh, Let's Dance by David Bowie. So I do a lot of songs that I love that I know that my fans know the words to. It's so important for me that the fans know the music. They sing along with me. Um, I show a lot of great video packages. Um, I, um, I, of course, tell uh, stories about how I came to choose that song. You know, David Bowie's song, for example, you know, I used to go and stay in his house in Mustique. Um, and so I talk about that trip and I talk about the various reasons why I sing the songs that I do. Um, and, you know, of course, we talk housewives because I do a Q&A with the audience. So I get to connect with them in that way. So it's really a fun show. It's a good time. Um, and, you know, people are loving it. So I am just couldn't be happier.
1: I have a question. What is the hardest thing for you when you are rehearsing or when you start learning your songs and your choreography? Like what is the thing you struggle with the most? Um,
2: Probably choreography because I'm not per se a dancer. You know, I love to sing. I've been singing my whole life um, and I write music um, and, you know, and I, you know, I love to tell jokes. I love to host parties. Um, So the dancing part has always been a little bit more difficult for me, but uh, you know, it's it's fun to 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 learn and to um, to get into that creative process, um, but I would say it's probably the hardest thing.
1: Yeah, I always have. Same so for much Jackie. Re- I, I, yeah, I could definitely <laughs> never ever dance and sing.
2: Maybe I should do Dancing with the Stars and get some moves.
1: <laughs> you should. Oh my god, you would be so good on it. Okay, let's talk some pop
0: culture. We want to get your thoughts on some current things going on in the pop culture. Sp- Pop culture space because it's just where we live our life. So, did you follow the Johnny Depp and Amber Heard trial?
2: I did. I did here and there, and um, I I would always get excerpts and and all of that. And I just felt like that she was really, you know, kind of laying it on thick. Uh, And you know, I it, it it seems to me that you know they just had a tumultuous relationship, and a lot of it was based on drugs and alcohol and. Uh, God knows where that can get us. So um, I've had my experience with that. So, you know, I, I, I felt bad for them that they had to air all their dirty laundry um, to get to this point. But I feel like, you know, I feel like that uh, justice has been done for Johnny Depp in terms of him being able to work again. Because I think that, you know, having this whole thing hanging over his head was very uh, hard for him to to even get any work and you know, and so I think it was pretty fair.
1: Yeah, the verdict, I, I want to read it quickly. It's like a small thing from a website so everyone who's listening knows. So the defamation, tra- defamation trial against Amber Heard, Johnny Depp was awarded $15 million in damages, Heard won $2 million in a countersuit. So from like a look outside, people think Johnny won, but I feel like they both won.
2: Right, right. And, you know, and I think it's the best possible possible scenario uh in terms of them both you know getting awarded something um it shows you know a leap of you know faith that you know look I'm sure there was abuse on his part um but I think there was abuse on abuse on both sides so I yeah I you know I I thought the outcome was good
1: yeah, we're we're on the same page as you in that regard. I think I'm so glad that hopefully Johnny's career will pick back up. I feel like it's going to be affected inevitably forever now. It's actually weird. I don't know if it has anything to do with it. And I'm completely assuming, so do not quote me on this, but I was just in Disneyland and the Pirates ride was closed. And it actually made me wonder. Sorry, the Pirates of the Caribbean ride was closed. It made me wonder if that was in
2: regards to the trial. You know, interesting. I have no idea. <laughs> <laughs> <I> have, <laughs> Me neither. I mean, I thought you were going to talk about the depth that we encountered in Saint Bart's on that famous trip, and the on our on Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> maybe they closed it because of that.
1: <laughs> maybe, maybe. <laughs> I just thought it was weirdly convenient timing, right. and I love that ride, so I
2: was quite upset. <laughs>
0: Okay, let's switch to Real Housewives of Beverly Hills. I don't know if you're keeping up. Do you watch other housewives franchises? I'm really curious. You
2: know, I really don't, um, because it's it's you know it's my job, and so, um, so I so fair. I'm I'm watching bits and pieces here and there, but I'm not following per se. Um, you know, all of the franchises. You know, I know of course Teresa from uh, Jersey, and I know the girls from Atlanta, and I know the girls from Beverly Hills. Um, and so, um, so I, 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 catch it when I can, but I'm not, you know, following, uh, the franchises like that.
0: There's a couple kind of scenarios from the most recent episode of Beverly Hills that I want to get your outside opinion on. Okay. Um, if you need more clarification, just let us know. But so. About a year ago, like on the last season, Crystal Sutton walked in on Crystal naked in her room and she used the word violated. That's how she felt. But everybody was saying the word violated was too strong of a word and kind of minimizing Crystal's feelings. So in this season, they're having a conversation about how Sutton... How Sutton kind of said something about Dorit's robbery and Crystal was triggered because she felt that when she was struggling, she was completely minimized. Do you think that scenarios should continuously be brought up from past seasons or
2: do you think they should kind of just live where they were? Well, I mean, I think that being robbed and gunpoint is a totally different violation than one of Mm -hmm. (laughs) walking in when we're naked. You know, so I, you can't even compare the two. And um, and I think some things like this, which I find trivial, should be left to the last season. Yeah, Agreed. I, I do agree with that. The robbery, but, you know, Crystal being, you know, violated um, because she was walked in on naked.
1: <laughs> yeah, I agree with that as well. I do think she had a good point, though. And obviously it still upset her, so she wanted to bring it up. I felt like her point was good that they were – Focusing more on the word violated than at the like matter of hand. Right. And I feel like they could have done a little bit better of a job of supporting her last year. Mm -hmm. And so and then I watched her them also do it to her again about another word, which I know this ties into our next topic. So we're going to move on to Crystal bringing up something that was said by Sutton, but not actually saying it when how do you feel about when housewives, when you're watching it or when you're on the show, they bring up something, but they don't bring up what was actually said? Do you feel like that's fair for TV? Do you think that's fair for the group
2: or no? No, I, you know, listen, if you're going to bring it, then you have to bring it all the way out. You know, you can't say, oh, oh, yeah, that, never mind. Uh, that really doesn't work in reality TV. Um, I think if you're going to bring something up, then you have to show all your playing cards.
0: I'm curious, kind of and you can say what you can and what you can't say, just tell us that's fine. But from the behind the scenes perspective, if that scenario had come up on New York, where say you had something, you were like, I have something to say, but I'm not going to say what it is. What would a producer's kind of action be? Like what kind of conversation would they try and have with you? Or how would they try and pull that out of you?
2: Well, you know, if a producer is there, um, obviously when you're filming and you say, well, I have something, but I don't want to share it you know, I I can't imagine any producer that wouldn't say, well, that doesn't work for our show. (laughs) Then you need to share it. Can they, like, are
0: you contractually obligated to ever share anything or are they just going to kind of keep applying the pressure? No,
2: but it's like, if you're not going to share something, then why bring it up? Absolutely. As a viewer, I'm like,
0: what are you doing? Yeah,
2: (laughs) it's, I I think it's lame. Do we think we'll get it out of her? Well, maybe Maybe the producer as (laughs) well. Yeah.
0: I feel like at a reunion, I feel like Andy might be the person to get it out of her or they'll come with receipts or something like at a reunion. I feel like that's where we might get it.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Reunions are great for that.
0: Okay. Have you seen the Lisa Renna Instagram
2: drama that has been going down? Yeah. I heard about it between her and Kathy Hilton, right?
0: Yeah. So I'm going to do my best job at explaining kind of what's going on for anybody who doesn't know, but when they were filming this season that's airing right now at Beverly Hills, they were in Aspen and Kathy apparently said something that was homophobic. I don't know if it was caught on camera, if we'll see it on the season. And then she had a bit of a meltdown during that, during filming. But Renna has been talking a lot about it and Kathy actually served her with a cease and desist. So now over the past week, it came out, Lisa posted on her stories that she got a text and it had the actual phone number on the screen in the Instagram story so people could see the number that sent it saying that she better watch her back or like stop doing what she's doing, blah, blah, blah. And then it came out that it was this guy named Patrick who sent the text and people were going after Rena for it. Then the story develops, and apparently he is bound by an NDA, so he can't say who, but he is saying that he was paid by a client. He is a PR agent. Apparently, he got like $25,000 or something to do this, and people are kind of piecing together the dots, saying that it was Kathy Hilton because she wants to deflect the attention from what Renna was saying about her during that moment in filming to this kind of scandal. So... I am so curious, do you think Kathy did this? Do we think anybody paid him? Or there's now another theory that Renna paid him to say this so the heat comes off her.
2: Well, it sounds to me like um, maybe it comes from this guy. I mean, maybe, maybe none of this is, you know, kind of happening and this guy is just trying to create some press for himself um, because it sounds a little... Sp-
0: I mean, he is a PR agent, so he's good at it, I guess. Right.
2: right. Well, it sounds very sordid to me, and it seems like we're missing some tails in order to get the truth. Um, So, you know, I I don't know who's telling the truth right now, right? I mean, can you figure out who's telling the truth? It all all seems very... Not at all.
0: It's just messy, and I feel like it's just airing dirty laundry on a social media platform that doesn't even need to be aired, regardless of, like where it started i just feel like it's unnecessary but i hope that no one paid
2: well it's it's created a lot of publicity for this patrick
0: yeah i've never heard of him before now i know his name and we're talking about him
1: so very very true is it common in the housewives to pay for these kinds of stories have you witnessed it firsthand then
2: you know i i have always thought that there are certain housewives that are very friendly with the press and they're dropping stories all the time. Sure. I think it happens all the time throughout, you know, all the different franchises. I think that, you know, people give stories um, for, you know, for, you know, paybacks in return. I think that that does happen. I mean, I, you know, personally, that's not something that I do, but I know that it happens um, with women and this is a great example.
0: Okay, we're going to switch franchises again. We're just bopping all around. I want to know your thoughts on, because I believe these are two of your friends, Ramona leaking Teresa's wedding location. I feel like it
1: was a very innocent (laughs) little Ramona moment, but what are your thoughts on it? Wait, but she didn't just release the location, Bailey. I read about it. It was the website passcode. It was a list to the guest list. If Every bit of information was on there. And I think in turn after that, there was also some more information leaked where I read that um, Teresa and Louis, Louis were asking for money as wedding gifts instead of gifts. So like there was a whole article about that because they were saying like it said on the, sh- the website like please submit money for our dream honeymoon and everyone was like what the heck they're asking for us to pay for their honeymoon. So she didn't just release the location. She un- unboxed a lot more info than that.
0: Are you surprised that Ramona did this? Do
2: you think it was? An I'm accident? not surprised because Ramona um sometimes doesn't think. I think it was an innocent mistake that She, you know, was showing that she got an invitation. She was so excited. And what she doesn't realize, because she's not technologically, you know, that, you know, capable, um, is that people, you know, freeze frame the shot and then can blow it up and get all the details, you know. Um, And I don't think Ramona realized that as she kind of passed quickly over the invitation. She didn't realize that people could actually freeze that and then blow it up and get all the details. So I think it was an innocent mistake, but... also, a very grave mistake.
1: Ugh, it's so bad. Do we think Teresa's going to uninvite her? Because I I saw on a talk show that Dorinda saw Teresa recently, and Teresa asked Dorinda, "Do you think she did it on purpose?" Like Teresa's having doubts.
2: Oh, really? Well, you know, I, you know. Let's look at Ramona's track record on the Ultimate Girl. She didn't exactly make a lot of friends on that trip, so I. Why women that don't know her would be skeptical. Um, it's just like so atrocious. Like, you can't even believe that somebody would be that, you know, negligent. And, um, you know, uh, I know Ramona, so I know that she can be that negligent.
0: <laughs> I think it was just a mistake it was giving me Vicky Gumbleson vibes when she took that photo of the headphone she got and she was like the reflection was her topless like she just didn't clue in that you could see herself in the headphone box so it was giving me that kind of like an error, like just an accident vibe. yeah
2: totally I think by okay. accident but nonetheless it was a major focus
0: oh yeah what do we think Teresa's call or text to Ramona was after that
2: leaped? you know I I can't imagine what it was but I'm sure it was not um it was not forgiving <laughs> yeah.
0: yeah I just I can picture Teresa like in her Teresa voice yeah I think
2: that you know she had an undoing because of Ramona's mistake so it was a lot of work on her end
0: yeah that's the other thing like now do you keep that then I like you kind of have to I assume but also you could change it I don't know that would be so stressful
2: well i mean i can tell you personally and this is just for you guys in vancouver that she's upping her security to make sure people are safe comfortable and so i got it on email saying please we are not accepting gifts so please do not send gifts so i know that is true because i got an, an email personally from her
0: that's good also i heard a little rumor about the wedding are you a bridesmaid no no oh okay I, mean, I don't remember where I heard this but I heard that you were a bridesmaid and I was like wait she's not even having Melissa's bridesmaid I thought it was just like sister-in-law yeah, no,
2: no, I'm not a bridesmaid I don't know where that came from but um, you know I can't imagine her having me as a bridesmaid when she doesn't have her own sister-in-law Melissa so but that, that, that's totally not true
0: I mean I could imagine it though
2: <laughs> it's totally not true but you know uh, it would be an honor <laughs>
0: who's who do you want to see get married next in the housewives franchises like whose wedding would you want to go to (laughs) you (laughs)
1: okay on that note love eric are you manifesting (laughs) are you seeing
2: anyone right now? no
0: so it's a problem you need a good canadian vancouver man actually i take that back there's no good ones here trust me
2: yeah my parents are canadian so it makes sense for me to be with a canadian why not it's part of my background where are your parents from? Montreal. Oh, okay.
0: Amazing. Okay, so what are you gonna do when you're here in Vancouver? I know that you got your show. Are you here for a couple of days? Should we give you some recommendations? We wanna know what you're gonna get up to. I'm only there
2: on the ninth, and then I'm flying out the next day to Seattle and then off to San Francisco. So I don't have a lot of time. So what should I see while I'm there?
0: You have do you like sushi? I do. Okay, we have amazing sushi because it's fresh on the West Coast, so definitely recommend getting some sushi. Um, if the weather's nice, I would go to a beach. Check that out because it is beautiful.
2: Oh, gorgeous. I can't wait. I've never been to Vancouver. I heard it's beautiful.
1: I, ho- I hope you get some nice weather. We've been struggling this year. Uh, we haven't really gotten a spring. It's just been kind of winter to summer, so hopefully we get some sunshine.
2: Okay, so Thursday, what does the weather forecast look like for Thursday? you look good? Are you going to take a let me look. let's take a-
0: fingers crossed for manifesting sunshine right now what's it gonna be girls oh <laughs> it's rain it's rain it's- i'm sorry <laughs> i don't want to we're, we're gonna manifest that that changes because it changes often uh- mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> Kate, i want to kind of circle back to your dating life if you're okay talking about that sure Okay. I feel like something I really love about you is you've always been open about it and you always continue dating. So what are some tips for dating right now that you follow?
2: Well, you know, for me, it has to somebody be, for me, it has to be somebody who is adds to my life. You know, Um, I, you know, I have, you know, my beautiful home and my beautiful children, and I have a great career. So I want somebody who is in on the same playing field, you know, somebody who's going to add to my life and not take away from my life. And who is, you know, of course, funny, handsome, tall, and uh, successful.
1: And are you on dating apps? Do you prefer to meet through friends of friends? Like what's your go-to? Well,
2: for me, I've been recently kind of on dating apps because I've been traveling so much. I thought, why not get on a dating app? And otherwise, you know, I meet um, guys, you know, Going out to dinner or to a friend. Um, recently, I was in London, so I actually um, went out a couple times with a guy I used to date 30 years ago when I lived in Europe. So, uh, so it's just random, you know. It's either a friend, either an old love, or uh, and I'm having dinner with Jack tonight.
0: Oh, love this. Okay, getting the tea. Yeah. Um, we recently did. Oh, sorry. No, I was just
2: going to say, Jack and I are still very close. We're good friends. You know, we were together for four and a half years. So so I think it's important to, you know, old boyfriends, ex-husbands to keep it friendly. Why not?
0: It's a great attitude. We did an episode recently on green flags and red flags. So I'm curious, can you give us a couple of your green flags and red flags?
2: Uh, Well, green flags for me are... um, Good shoes, believe it or not. When a man mm. takes care of his shoes, that means says a lot. time to take care of a lot of other things. Um, for me, teeth are important. Nice teeth. Um, and so those are good green flags. That and, you know, just the way a man carries himself. I mean, I think you tell a lot by the way a man carries himself by his confidence that his shoes are shined and that he has a good smile. And
0: what about red flags? Red
2: flags. (laughs) Red flags. Let's see. Oh, there's just so many red flags. Oh, I know. Uh, The serial daters uh, are red flags. You know, the guys who have not been married, who are over 50 uh, and have never had children, because, you know, men that have never had that age, you know, they're just so self involved. They've never had to take care of anybody else, think about anybody else. They're usually egomaniacs. And, um, so, you know, red flags for me are huge egos, um, you know, sports cars (laughs) and that's a good one. And dirty.
1: (laughs) The shoes are important to Luan. Yes.
2: It says everything.
1: What is the worst date you've ever been on?
2: Oh my gosh. The worst date I've ever been on. Well, you know, generally those dates are you know the ones where uh, he doesn't stop talking about himself, doesn't ask you a question, uh, doesn't pick you up for the date, um, and you know then it's time to escape. So it's like, how do we escape? Well, I usually say, you know, oh, I have to take this call. I totally forgot. I have a conference call. I have to get on. You know, you know, I'm on. I'm on tour for my cabaret, so I've got to do whatever. I find an excuse to get out of the room as fast as I can, if I know it's not going to work out. Um, and so the worst date, you know, I must say, uh, those are the, the things or the topics I would say that, that make me want to run for the hills.
0: <laughs> Is there anything that gives you the ick? I, the ick and red flags can sometimes be similar, but like, is there ever anything that's come up where you've been on a date or been seeing a guy for a bit and then he just does something and you get so turned off, there's like no recovering?
2: Well, I think it's, uh, I, I'm very unattracted to men who drink too much, you know, cause then it's like, eh, you know, it's like all of a sudden there's a change in character and, um, and you know, I think drinking is glamorous for about the first hour and then, and then it can get very ugly. Okay. Major red flag, and for me, that the date is canceled if the guy chews gum. Really? Oh,
0: I so agree
2: on this. I so agree on uh, this. I can't stand it. I mean, you know, um, listen. There's ways of chewing gum, and most people are really bad at it. <laughs> so that's. What Do you have misophonia? Give that man a tic tac.
0: <laughs> Do you have misophonia, where you like don't like um, the sound of people chewing?
2: Oh, totally! I can't stand a man eating a potato
0: potato chip. <laughs> I have that too. Okay.
2: <laughs> or older brothers who used to be so annoying. I would be in the TV room, you know, watching what I wanted to watch as a kid, and then my brother would come in, put his feet up on the table, and whip out the bag of chips and just start eating and crunching. So I have a total total of uh, you know phobia of guys with with potato chips or anything like. I mean, there was a guy in the theater the other night. He was eating, he was eating chips or popcorn, whatever. It's like the sound of the chewing, and then the the teeth hitting each other. That's a big turn.
0: Hmm. I feel this deep in my soul right now. <laughs>
2: I'm grossing myself.
0: It's so gross. Okay. Well, on that note, remind everyone when you're in Vancouver, any other cities that you still have on your tour, how they can buy tickets, what we need to know about your cabaret show.
2: I'm so excited to be in Vancouver for the very first time and to be at the Vogue theater. I mean, how fitting for Countess Cabaret, the Vogue theater. I love it on June 9th. And then I will be in Seattle on the 10th and in San Francisco on June 11th. Uh, and that is, um, those are the three. And then I'll be in Los Angeles on June 23rd to the 26th at the El Ray Theater. So lots of great um, fun to be had coming up on my tour. And I just love, um, you know, traveling. People are like, don't you hate to travel for the shows? I actually love it. I just came back from Toronto yesterday. And I can't wait to get on the plane to come to Vancouver on uh, Wednesday night. Actually, I'm flying in. so And I can't wait to see all my fans. They can get tickets at CeltisLawanne.com and everything cabaret and everything posé.
0: Amazing. Thank you so much for taking time to chat with us. We hope that you have the best time in Vancouver. Friendships, go see the show. And thank you so much again, Luann.
1: Thanks, Luann. Thank you, girls. It's been great fun. Bye. Okay, friendships. That was a very special episode for us. We finally had a housewife on Show us some love, screenshot this episode, post it on your story, go on the podcast app, wherever you listen to podcasts, leave us a review, give us five stars, show some love. This was a huge moment for us. We appreciate you listening as always. Don't forget to shop our merch. Bailey's going to quickly share where you can and how you can save.
0: Yes, friendships, go to com. use the code WDII to save 20% on all of our merch. Let us know what you want to see for new merch too, because Jackie and I got to get on that. I just realized that, but... Enjoy Luann's show. Wear your merch there if you already have some. Represent. And remember, money can't buy you class, but it can buy you what day is it merch.
1: (laughs) Toodaloo.